It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 4, Episode Number 4, Ditch the Useless Professional Development. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. It is good to be back with you this week. This week, I am talking all about ditching that useless professional development. And this is a little bit of a uh, contradiction, it may seem, on the surface, since so much of what I do is orchestrate, build, develop professional developments, as well as certainly as an educator, you know, constantly being involved and in going to professional development opportunities and growing. And, and so when I talk about ditching the useless professional development. I really want to say this. I'm not saying ditch professional development. It's absolutely crucial. It is crucial to your growth. It is crucial uh, to just just the learning, the continuing ed. Uh, so that's not what I'm talking about. If anything, you know, we've we've had episodes and I've had discussions with you on how important it is that you have a continuing ed, a professional development plan, you know, free for your own person, you know, you really should never depend on others for your own professional development, not even a majority of it. You should be in charge of your own professional growth. And, and of course, the institutions that you work for and the different roles that you're in, they're always going to have professional development. And so it's important that you embrace that and grow, but you want to make sure also that uh, you, you really are putting into perspective why so many professional developments that you attend, the ones that you're exposed to, are in fact um, just 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 failures. Just to be honest with you, and I want you to think about this. And then look, I know that uh, you may think, well, this is probably more aimed at administrators or folks in roles who sort of design PD opportunities and things like that. And uh, in a way that it, it is, but the majority of our audience are teachers, right? And, and so I'm, I'm wanting you to hear this message as well, uh, if not primarily, because I'm a sole believer that it's teachers that will change how we do education and that it's teachers that sort of um, embrace, you know, student change and embrace and revolutionize the, the needed uh, steps that need to happen in order for us to move forward uh, as a profession and as, as an individual, uh, you know, educator, you know, as we need to grow. And this certainly has to happen. And so when I talk about ditching the useless professional development, we, we have to think about why so much of that uh, is such a an abysmal failure. We really need to. And, and so I'm going to tell you a hard truth. And, and, and look, this is not something you don't already know, but I don't know if you've ever thought about why it is that so much professional development is just that. They're, they're abysmal failures. And again, admin, listen up. But certainly teachers, we are advocates for what we want. And we need to advocate for effective professional development. So why is it that so much of the professional development sort of put on us by admin is 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 such a failure? And the bottom line is, um, it comes down to two things. You know, it's 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 true, and and this is something we have to really think about. So so much of quote unquote professional development oftentimes isn't really professional development at all, especially at the beginning of the year. And and what I mean is when admin takes quote unquote professional develop development time to sort of 
you know, talk about policies and procedures and of the school. Um, those kinds of things take up so much professional development time. And so when we want to talk about policy and procedures, those kinds of things, and, and, and then, then put them in place of professional development, it's important that we realize that that's not developing teachers as professionals at all. That's just doing exactly what I said, and that's sharing policies and procedures of, of the school. So a lot of times, especially beginning of the year, it's so much of these you know, PMP policies and procedures that it, it sort of disguises the fact that there's no actual development of teachers as a professional development of you and I as uh, better educators in the classroom. So that's one thing. And look, not to minimize the role of those things because PMP are super, super important in the world of functioning and, and, and being able to make sure we're all on the same page, but let's not call it professional development. I think that time has to be worked in. Um, so when we call PNP time uh, professional development, that's one big reason it fails, and especially at the beginning of the year. The second piece is, is, is not really anybody's fault per se. But it's just a, a a flawed strategy with developing professional development. Specifically, when you're talking about trying to design, and I've done this from the admin role, and and you go, all right, well, so I need to design a professional development. I want to develop my teachers, and and those motives are are pure most of the time for administrators and for the other folks that are involved in designing PD. But the problem is. There is so many different populations. You know, you think about it, and of course, this de depends on what kind of school you're in, but are you sitting in there with a bunch of math and English teachers? Are you sitting in there with a bunch of new teachers and veteran teachers? Are you in there with a bunch of middle school and high school teachers? Are you in there with a, uh, you know, bunch of, uh, you know, folks who are in different areas of the school, business, athletics, academics. And, and so my point here is it's difficult for administrators to effectively plan professional development for all of these different kinds of populations. And therefore, if you think about it, no matter how good the speaker or the presentations going on are, it's going to miss the mark. They're inevitably going to fail. And that's because, again, those, those populations are all very, very different and looking for different things. And, and if you think about it, if you're the admin in that role, so you want to reach as many of your educators, many of your faculty, staff as you possibly can, but you can't go really specific. You know, you can't just target this group or that group. And so you go a little more general so that the message maybe you so that the message resonates with more. So maybe it's student ownership or maybe it's a message on uh, the modern student or technology or whatever it is. And again, by going super general like that, even though there's some good that comes out of that, if not a lot of good, it still is inevitably going to fail to sort of land. It's, it's, it's going to miss the mark with teachers that are desperately trying to battle the time management and, you know, battle and, and, and also, you know, thirsty to grow in their individual sort of area that it's going to miss the mark. So you end up not really achieving what you want. And so, and in turn, a lot of teachers sort of tune it out because they're like, I got better things to do and I need to be doing those things in order to get better. And this is particularly true in beginning of the year or beginning of the semester types of PDs. So, so I think that's the two reasons that we see, 
useless PD is one, it's not really PD, it's more policies and procedures. And number two, uh, it's so general because of the number of populations that it really doesn't land. And so that's the hard truth. And, and so if you think about the two things that I've said already to you today, the two big things. One, you have to have professional development, right? You have to grow. You have to renovate. You need to have a plan, you know, a plan to do things weekly or monthly or um, whatever that looks like for you as an individual and in, in being in control of your own professional development. But at the same time, the hard truth is that we see professional development that is orchestrated by sort of other people, so not by ourselves, uh, is so useless for the reasons that I said. Um, too much PNP as opposed to actual development. And then number two, uh, like I said, it has to be so general because of the number of populations that it misses the mark inevitably. So we, we have to be aware of those, those kinds of things and that struggle that sort of goes on. So I think that the take-home message really for everyone, whether you're a teacher or an admin, is yes, as I've said, and this will be the third time, control your own continuing education. Uh, expose you. So that doesn't mean you decide everything that you're going to learn, but it certainly means that you have a hand in you know what conferences you go to or uh, what virtual experiences or what textbooks you read or, 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 or what kind of content, you know, whatever that looks like, you consume, media you consume. You need to uh, certainly be in the business of constantly doing those things and then collaborating, right? And and that's going to be key. And then on the other side of that, you know that these professional developments that we are going to be shuttled to as teachers, uh, as faculty and staff, we have to know that this is going to happen, right? And administrators, you know you're going to do this. So look, can't we all get on the same page and let's advocate for change? Let's eliminate these useless professional developments. And instead, let's start start solving these problems and let's advocate for that change. And so that's really the second half of what I wanted to say today is what is exactly the answer? And I've already given you a piece of it. Again, a fourth time, you as an individual need to control. And look, if there needs to be from the admin side, some kind of incentive to grow and choose and read and do those kinds of things, some kind of soft incentive, um, figure that out. I think that's that's part of it. Uh, again, and, and that kind of leads me into the solution in general. And that's let's be innovative. We have to be more innovative. I have seen some amazing things just really sort of turn the tables on, um, you know, some of the professional development ideas, and, and I've seen them work at a variety of different schools. And, of course, I have that perspective to, you know, I've been fortunate enough to get to travel around and see so many schools across our country and just different approaches at different kinds of schools, too, not just, you know, high schools or elementaries or uh, traditional schools. I've been to all kinds of different uh, education environments, and that allows me to sort of see that. And I wish that you could see some of the things that uh, just really are Amazing, and then some of the things that are sort of tired and tried, and how often they do indeed fail to you know, meet the goals that a school or an administrator sort of laid out. So be innovative, and some of the things that I've seen work. Um, small groups. So imagine if instead of focusing on professional development, you know, where we put the faculty in a room and we bring in some amazing speaker, um, and and again, that there's some value to that, but in small doses. But instead of doing that, what if we were to allow more 
collaboration time. Can you imagine how much good could come out of um, putting science teachers together and math teachers together or history teachers together and time out for you laugh at me because you're like, man, when we get with them, all we do is cut up or argue or things of that or discuss policies in the department and students. So instead of those conversations, imagine getting into a room with science teachers and discussing these new pedagogies and new, you know, talking about, um, you know, vocabulary and how it's sort of morphing. Or what if we get into um, our fine art groups and we start talking about art and actually talking about content. And, and so collaboration means that we collaborate on things that are relevant to our classroom, strategies that are relevant to our classroom, as opposed to doing what we're so often often tempted to do, and that's talk about the school business itself, talk about P&P. We've got to do a better job. And look, that's going to come with some practice. That's going to come with leaders in each of these groups that you sort of divide into, um, you know, sort of taking some ownership to kind of guide that discussion and, and, and getting feedback and those kinds of things. And of course, what we're talking about here, here is, is professional learning communities on both a small scale and then as large as you really want to go. And that crosstalk that you want, and I hate using that because it's such a buzzword, but a crosstalk across curriculum, across uh, different departments and different sort of stakeholders. I think small groups with more targeted professional development is so much better. Instead of thinking about professional development, think about collaboration. There's so much good that can happen there. And and, and keep in mind, just, just in general, in your mind, think about the fact that there's sort of two big areas that we need to really grow in a professional development setting, right? Um, we need to grow sort of on the content side, right? So all the things that are related to whatever the subject area or areas that we are are sort of in charge of growing in or facilitating in the classroom. So there's that. And then the other side is sort of the professional development related to the art of teaching itself, you know, whether that be classroom management or technology tools. And so we need to sort of divide up those two uh, things in our mind. They both need to be hit, uh, but they need to be addressed, you know, regularly. And what I often see, and it's a big mistake that I see, uh, with with a lot of schools again because they are, tend to to be on the general side if we're talking about school related or district related PD it's more on the general side for the reasons I already mentioned and so what what I see is disproportionately more um, PD is targeted towards sort of that pedagogy and instructional that art of teaching side and we don't see enough intentional. PD or PD opportunities on the content side. And that's sort of left up to the individual teacher, which again is not a bad thing. But I think if a school's going to facilitate professional development, we have to meet those content needs as well. We can't just leave that up to teachers, especially if you're dealing with a teacher that maybe is resistant to growth or maybe could use some coaching on the content side. Uh, schools aren't really necessarily meeting that or facilitating opportunities or connecting them with opportunities that are going to help that. So that, that again, is another thing we need to advocate for from teachers is that there is content professional development, not just sort of that art of teaching side of professional development. We have to do better. Um, and, and, and so again, 
when we talk about developing as a professional, we, we need to grow in those areas. You know, we need to grow as a teacher, an educator. We need to grow as a content specialist. And if they're both not happening, uh, we'll struggle. You know, and, and, and that is also sort of kind of bleeding into the next point is it's difficult to do those things just inside of our own school. So I want to encourage you to get out and see other schools and interact with other teaching professionals and other sort of roles inside of academia. And look, you may be like, well, Matt, funds are limited. I can't really do that. I think virtual options are are, are great. I think networking is crucial. I, I do more net, digital networking with people, meaning I'm emailing, I'm, you know, FaceTiming, I'm Zooming, I'm doing all this with educators. And, and, and it's part of my own personal growth plan, but it's also a big part of how I facilitate professional development in the role that I'm in is you sort of build those relationships digitally. And it also, by the way, just side note, makes when you do finally get to meet whoever you're networking with, it makes it so much more special because you're like, hey, I get to see you. It's awesome. Um, and, and so, you know, dipping into that well of networking and sort of relationship building as a professional, uh, that's so, so important. And, and again, if you spread your focus um, uh, across both of those kind of sides of professional development, you're going to be so much better. Look, go to conferences. You need to do that. Go see a school, even if it's, you know, two miles down the road. Go and grow with others in the field. You will not regret it. And look, I can't end this episode without saying this as well. Um, you know, really, particularly in today's climate, today's world, uh, you know, I often differentiate myself between professional development and staff development. They're two very different things in my mind. Professional development is what we've been discussing. Staff development is ways to improve the staff, not just from the standpoint of, being a professional, but also just the, the life and the culture. I think as a school and as an individual, it, it, everybody benefits with a staff that is uh, positive, a staff that is happy, a staff that is feeling like they're making a change that is positive in our world, making a difference, so to speak. And that may sound like Miss America, sort of, I don't know, idealistic, and maybe it is. But but I think that if I'm an administrator, I'm being a little more intentional about and empathetic, really, to what my staff is going through. And what is it that I can do for my role to sort of facilitate a great experience as a member of my faculty or staff? And, and that's important as a teacher that I advocate for those things. You know, I cannot say, and this is essentially my point, uh, if part of development is that we are doing things like grilling out as a staff member or um, encouraging, you know, collaboration and, and running into each other in the teacher lounge and uh, teacher discounts at different school functions or uh, those kinds of things. And look, not, not obligatory because no one wants to go to a barbecue they're forced to go to. But I think having those opportunities that look a lot of different ways and schools that have built staff development committees and staff development opportunities, those staffs, and, and really commit to it. And, and it doesn't have to be some elaborate, expensive sort of initiative. It can be as simple as coffee in, 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 in the hall. You know, it, it's little things. And, and my point is, is those things, those staffs, 
I, I see it. I see that community. I see that culture. I want you to be able to say, I am working here and I'm proud to work here. I'm a part of something here. This is my community. This is my community of professionals uh, that, that I share my, my life with at work. And so I think you want to be a part of that. And if that doesn't exist at your school, you need to advocate for it as a teacher. You need to demand it, really. And I don't mean demand in a strong way. I mean, that's the expectation is what I mean. And as an admin, you can't just think about PD. You got to think about SD. So it all really comes together. And that's how do you develop as just, just an amazing group and community wherever you're working. And there's a lot that goes into that. And we have to break this cycle, this cycle that seems like it's just been going on forever. And that's a cycle of absolutely useless PD. Nobody wants anything to do with that. Nobody. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for uh, being here. We're looking forward to next week. In the meantime, remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. See ya.